We got a recruiting bump and a crystal ball for one of the top wide receivers in the country. Can Joker Phillips and company get it done? You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. And Kenton, we have a a heating up in the Terrell Anderson sweepstakes, as I understand it. Um, I believe it was about a week ago that we received a crystal ball for Terrell Anderson, the wide receiver out of Greensboro, North Carolina. He is one of the three wide receivers that we have been talking about very frequently for this 2024 class. Have you heard anything, Kenton? You have your ear to the ground on some Terrell Anderson. I'll say this. I have not heard a a ton going on in terms of, hey, I'm committing on this day or I'm committing on this day beyond like, you know, what you see on Twitter and all that good stuff. But I have heard that we are in really great position for the young man. I've I've heard that from multiple folks who are like, you know, pretty plugged in with the recruiting scene. And not mind you, this isn't just NC State folks. So I'll tell you that. I've, I've, you know, I have a Rolodex of context that stretches beyond Raleigh. And uh, I've heard that we're in good standings. I've heard that we're in a, a pretty good position with them. I've been seeing some shifting of some commitment dates kind of amongst these three wide receivers. Uh, the other two, of course, being Jonathan Paler and Alex Taylor. I think Alex Taylor is maybe the only one that hasn't changed his commitment date, which is still at the end of the month in July 29th. Um, but originally, Terrell Anderson was looking around a July 4th commitment date. Of course, today is now July 11th. We've still not heard anything. However, it is a good feeling to see this crystal ball here. And especially when uh, I guess your nearest competitor is Tennessee and, you know, the juggernaut that they became in such a short amount of time last year in the ACE and the SEC, you know, we we've talked about it so many times on here and building the fence to get these, you know, these North Carolina prospects to stay home and come to Raleigh and landing Terrell Anderson, especially now when you're on the doorstep of getting that commitment is absolutely imperative that we land Anderson because then you look at a potential situation, you could sway Paler and uh, Taylor to bring their talents to Raleigh as well. A hundred percent. Again, great players want to play with great players. Yeah. No receiver wants to be the guy to like, yes, I play early, but every defense is keying on me because I'm dominant and they I'm getting double and triple teamed and all that good stuff. Nobody wants to be that guy. You know what I mean? You want to play with a really good quarterback that you're like, Hey, he's going to be the star of the show. He's going to be dishing the rock around. I'm obviously not going to catch every pass. So I need somebody that when it is coming my way is going to put that thing on the money. Great players want to play great players. And so Terrell Anderson being the first domino to fall, if he falls in NC State's way, that's a great thing. Now, I will tell you this. I, yes, optimistic, but I have heard the longer that this Terrell Anderson deal goes on, the more questions arise because it seemed like it was going to be NC State 
originally around the fourth. Now, that's, that's just what I've heard. It, I don't know the young man personally. I'm not going to lie to you and say I've spoken to him. I've spoken to some people very close to the situation that have said that, hey, the sooner the better in terms of Terrell Anderson's commitment. No, and I, I got to tell you, that that makes a lot of logical sense here as I pull up uh, a tweet I saw from Wolfpack Stats, one of my favorite uh, NC State pages I follow on Twitter. Um, and they noticed there's been a little bit of a recruiting bump in Terrell's rankings, you could say, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of his national ranking as a wide receiver and his wide receiver ranking within the state of North Carolina. And so, Kenton, like you just mentioned, the longer this goes on and his, I guess, stock rises when you're up against a team like a Tennessee that has, you know, a bigger payroll than an NC State does. Yeah, you do get to start being a little bit nervous about, you know, the capabilities of us reeling in uh, such a coveted wide receiver here. But, you know, at the same time, you know, just harping on the importance of building this fence within the state. And if it does turn out that Terrell is the first of these three coveted wide receivers to, to commit and I, and also to, to commit to NC state here, you could have a very fast situation in which you have a, an influx of talent wanting to follow Terrell to Raleigh. And then you have one of the top, you know, recruiting classes in the country. If you were to land multiple of these guys, not just Anderson here, but, a massive opportunity that NC State absolutely has to close on here in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Taylor's still set on committing at the end of the month. Taylor's sort of all over the place. We don't know uh, exactly what he's looking at, um, but a lot still to be desired here. We're I'm anxiously waiting. I, I I need to see something soon because I don't want this to continue to roll on. Because you know, I mean, this is how it is these days. The NIL, SEC schools not always going to come out on top. So I mean, even if we were looking at back in the day, right, when a, when a player is, you know, when your school is hot on the player's heels, when y'all are like very intensely into it and it appears that you're going to land a player, you don't want that thing lingering on. You know, if, if, if that player is somebody that you're, that is excited about your school and all that, you, you want that, that guy on campus immediately. You want that guy committed immediately because the biggest thing about the commitment, especially in more recent times with social media and all that, as soon as one guy commits, he's going to become a recruiter for the school. As soon as a guy commits, he's instantly, hey, Wolfpack Nation, what's up? Every time a player is is thinking about uh, talking to NC State, that player is going to come by. Hey, hey, man, I'm just saying, you know, you team up with me. You know I mean, you just, hey, you see what I'm out here doing, you know what I mean? Come, come get with me. You know, that type of deal. So it's it's. The, the sooner the commitment, the better. Uh, but obviously, you want to see pen to paper. and You want to see these guys, you know, be locked in and, and coming to NC State and doing great things in Raleigh. Yeah, it, it helps, of course. You know, we've talked a lot about having an MJ Morris here waiting in the wings because, of course, a commitment from Anderson, he's not going to be on the team this year, uh, yeah. not until next year. But I've seen a lot of this recruiting you're talking about from 2024 quarterback commit Cedric Bailey. And he's yeah. been getting a lot of buzz. He's been getting a lot of love. Uh, recently on the recruiting trail. Of course, he already is committed to NC State, but you know his his humongous six six big frame as a quarterback it can be very promising to a, you know a, a long, quick wide receiver like a Terrell Anderson or an Alex Taylor. And you look into the future. What you know? What's my time in Raleigh going to look like? Who's going to be my potential quarterback there? MJ Morris and Cedric Bailey. And then you look further into the future, twenty twenty five with Will Wilson. It's pretty enticing. I mean, I'm, I'm no wide receiver myself, but 
I feel like I'd be, you know, I'd be, I'd be, I, I like my chances to get the rock in, uh, in tight situations there. So we certainly hope for the best here. Hoping to hear good news here from Terrell Anderson very soon. Potentially some, uh, some snowball effect uh, from the rest of them down the road after that. But we're going to kick it to our sponsor today. That is Bird Dogs. Summer is here. It's even been here as we're here in the middle of July now. And you need to be looking your absolute best when you are out and about this summer. Bird Dogs uh, stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as a Lululemon type short, but they fit even better. They wick away the stink. There's a slimmer fit and you'll be staying cool regardless of where you are this summer all the time. So what you need to be doing is going to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code in all caps locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code in all caps locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. All right, Kenton, next big news here. Uh, we have some new NC State uniforms to discuss yeah. for football. This was released over this past weekend. Uh, if you're joining us here on YouTube, I'm showing a, uh, a, a picture. I believe this came out from Pack Pride, noting the details here. It is a bit of a simpler look. They've gotten rid of, I guess, the, the shoulder stripes um, that a lot of people had kind of moaned and groaned about over the years. So it is a much cleaner, much simpler look. Um, the home look, of course, is still the white helmet, red face mask, red jersey without the shoulder stripes, and then white pants, and then, of course, the away uniform. Well, it is the white, uh, the white uniform uh, jersey, I should say. And, of course, we've seen so many different combinations um, of the away uniform. It used to be kind of an all-white look. I used to tweet uh, every road game, white on white like baby powder. Uh, when, they, when, they, when they would drop the uniform reveal that was, used to be my favorite thing and it feels like we haven't done that recently we don't we don't really go for the all white look so much anymore but kenton i want to get into some of our uh i guess best and worst nc state uniforms over the years we're going to start with some of the best and i remember you mentioning um this all white look from the ta mcclendon years yeah. and yeah. your favorite thing you mentioned these little wolf claw things on the helmet why is this your favorite nc state uniform i love i love i oh man it gets me excited thinking about it i love the little notches on the helmet to denote that you've done something special or, or of note uh for the team that is oh it is it is just it it, it revs my engine it gets me going man it, but even beyond that there is something about this white there's something about the simplicity of this white and and saying like hey you know, you don't need to look at the jersey to know who we are. Look at the helmet. See that block S. See that N and that C inside that S. That's who we are. We're coming down, and you're gonna see the the wolf marks all over the helmet, and that means we're coming. That's that's what gets. Oh man. Oh, I get excited just thinking about it. Yeah, I I do like these because they are about as simple as simple gets. You know, on the jersey, literally all you have is the ACC logo, and then at the time we were affiliated with Nike, so you have the check there. And then it's just a plain white jersey with the red numbers, white pants, red socks. It's classic. It's a classic yeah. NC State yeah. look. And, of course, the inverse of this was Phillip Rivers uh, wearing the red jersey. I mean, just the complete opposite of the T.A. McClendon look. But 
Kenton, another one of your favorites here was most recently this all-white look with the black lettering. I believe this was for a military appreciation game. Uh, I don't remember the year. Was it 2019, you said? I believe so. Yes, I believe so. Because that's uh, Chris Ingram, so it had to be about that time. Yeah. Oh, love it. (laughs) Love this. This right here. I mean, if we were doing it, I, I... Listen, don't take this the wrong way, but if we were doing a smash or pass for jerseys, this would be a super smash. This would be a, oh, I could wear this to my wedding for Christ's sake. My <laughs> God, this, a master class of a it, uniform. I suppose oh it does look a little bit like a tuxedo. It do, right, right. <laughs> oh, just what a jersey. The helmets to compliment it. The helmets to compliment it. And then on top of that, People don't understand how versatile this look is in terms of the gear that you wear with it. We can see Chris Ingram here, for those of you watching on YouTube, with the black sleeves on. But imagine if he wore white sleeves. Would it would it make the look any worse? No. He went black sleeve, white glove. It worked out great. Imagine the inverse. Imagine he goes white sleeve, black glove. Imagine he goes all white. White sleeve, white glove. Black sleeve, black glove. It, it, it's just so so many ways. So many ways. I, I'm going to stop talking about this now before I lose our clean rating. But this jersey here, oh, she's a beaut. She's a beaut. Now, I'm going to take the reins here. One of my favorite NC State football uniforms, and it probably becomes one of these because it comes from my favorite NC State game, and that was the blackout game against Louisville back in 2017. Kind of the uh, a, a fresh take on an all-black NC State uniform, but it had like the mm-hmm. metallic colors, the metallic toughy on the helmet, metallic helmet stripe. Something we hadn't really seen much of from NC State. I enjoyed that they kind of took a stab at something new. Um, you know, I, I like when teams kind of take a chance with new uniforms. You know, sometimes they get a little uh, overambitious, but... I think the uniforms that they wore in this Louisville game, it just upped the atmosphere that much more. And of course, everything looks better when you win. And so winning that game, you know, these uniforms will always kind of have a special place in my heart. I think also because we have not worn them again since. It was kind Mm -hmm. of like a a rare occasion type thing, which makes them that much cooler to me. But I also really like the Blood Moon uniforms. I believe these came in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, against Florida State. I've been kind of disappointed we haven't seen these again because I think this is a fresh look as well. Um, you know, we've been kind of dabbling in the black, red, red, or red, red, black uh, type uniforms recently. I think it's, I think it's a, you know, it's a different take on NC State because you know a lot of the old heads kind of, you know, they want their red and white, and I get that because it's tradition. But yeah, I, I do like the implementation of these black accents into the uniforms, but. Kenton, you know, one of the funniest things we kind of saw and look at these uniforms, we're going to now dive into some of the worst looks. And you brought this to my attention. I had actually never seen this uniform before. Mm. It's an old school block S, simply just an S. There's no N and there's no C on it. The white uniform, you know, think T.A. McClendon if you're listening to us. The white uniform has a toughy. On the shoulder pads. On the shoulder. And and now, not, not just on the shoulder, on the top of the shoulder pad. Yeah. Listen, <sighs> I I love the Tuffy logo. I love it on the helmet. I love it on shirts. I love it on polos, jackets, you name it. I don't know 
who cleared this to put it on the shoulder pads? This is a brutal look. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. So I hope uh, I hope we never get this ambitious with the Tuffy logo again because that's I don't know that's it's hideous. Another one I hated. Um, this was I believe it was a military appreciation uniform. Uh, you know, not saying I hate the military, of course, but right, I believe right. this is back in either 2015 or 2016. It was kind of an all gray camo. I don't really know. I just <laughs> I wasn't a fan of it. it. It just I thought they were doing a little too much. I think the gray was just. Ah, is overkill. I'm not so much sure that you can do a full gray NC State uniform. I think you can implement it. Um, you know, like in the the 2021 uh, Bell Tower uniforms. I thought those are pretty cool, but I don't know. These didn't cut it for me. Kenton, what do you think? Hideous, absolutely <laughs> hideous. I I want the designer of these arrested uh, for embezzlement because they were clearly stealing from Adidas and saying like, "Hey, I know just the thing." <laughs> make it great do you remember for those of our listeners who are who are uh, fairly odd parents fans remember when the pixies stole color from everything that's what these jerseys remind me of it, it feels like the pixies stole color from something that could have been fun and exciting because imagine this jersey with like this is the worst part if if you had done this jersey in red and instead had like you know or if you done it in red or black and had instead not just done solid gray, you would have had something special here. You would have been on this. You would have been cooking with grease. But this, however, this, you know, what, what are you doing? What is the chef in there cooking? Get them out. Get her out. Get them out. It, they, it, they just don't know there. what they're doing. It's stinking there. He ain't cooking nothing. Oh, it, wow. it's stinking there and not good steak. This is bad steak. This is. This ain't stanky leg. This ain't put some stank on it. This is legitimate. Like, hey, close the door. Light a candle in there. Type. Of Open the window. <laughs> yeah, let that out. Type four. And then another one that I didn't really like so much. This might be a hot take. Is the Ice Wolf uniform, the all white with the metallic kind of accents on it. You know, I wasn't really a fan of these when they first came out. I think the first time we wore them was at home. The second time we wore them was on the road at Syracuse. We ended up losing that game in a heartbreaker. But I, I don't know. I think the metallic worked on a black uniform, but just not so much for NC State in a white uniform. However, I will say the the thing I'm most thankful for that came out of these uniforms was the oversized Tuffy on the helmet. These were the uniforms that kind of brought that to the forefront, and we've seen it ever since because I think – the, the oversized Tuffy on the helmet is a fantastic look. I think it makes one of our helmets one of the best in the ACC. Yeah. Um, but the uniform itself, eh, just wasn't a fan uh, and, of that one. And you know what's so interesting? So for the listeners of Locked on Wolfpack, for the viewers here, fun fact, Grace and I only went over one jersey that we did not like before this. We talked about the uh, the one from the 80s with Tuffy on the shoulder. Every uniform that Grayson has dropped since then, we have not discussed, and I have hated all of them. This is not like me putting on to be like matching with Grace. This was the jersey that came in second for me in terms of ugliest because there was so much going on. Yep. It's chaotic. It's it's just not a good look. Also, metallic silver on white always looks stupid. There's it no looks, there's mm. no good way to do that because when the light hits it. As we see here on little Ryan Finley, it it looks like it blends in with the white, but then the parts that aren't in the it's a different color altogether. 
It's it, come on. And and the silver stripe down the side, who are you fooling? Who are you fooling here? What are we like? Knock this off. We know you didn't try that hard. You were just like, all right, let's let's give them the de facto kit, but let's just change out a few colors. Yeah, one thing I want to scroll back to real fast because I noticed I skipped it. But in these new uniforms that were debuted by Aiden White and Peyton Wilson here, I like the, the the subtle details in the new uniform. Of course, this one's being worn by Aiden White, but you have the ACC logo. You have the new Adidas logo, which is just those three bars without the wording. But the, I don't what do you call that? The collar piece there in the middle, mm-hmm. it's a bell tower emblem. I, I really love that small detail there. Um, you know, yeah. like I uh, mentioned- uh- a bell tower crest at the bottom of the uh, at the bottom of the collar is like mm, crap. There you go. That's good. That's that's yeah. a good ball right there. You it's know good. ball. Whoever designed this, you know ball. ball. Yeah, but yeah, sure. you know, I I do think that less is more here. I know a lot of people, like I mentioned, kind of griped about the. I don't even know what you call them. The claws that were on the shoulders, mm-hmm. um, they are no more. But I do think this is a very clean look for NC State. I think it's going to look even better when you see it on the field this fall. But yeah, so that was our take on some of the best and worst uniforms in NC State history. I do enjoy us kind of switching it up every, you know, four or five years or so, because it is good to try new things. You can't, you can't all be like in Alabama where the same exact thing yeah. year in and year out. So yeah, I would, I would like for it to be noted. We tried our damnedest to find a picture of the original NC State jersey because pink when, and blue ones. when NC State football was started, I believe it was 18, what was it? Eight or it, it was 1892 or it something was, along those lines? Or, or was it first? You could have said any year and I probably would have agreed. It sounds right. I mean, it, it was somewhere, it was somewhere way back there. And so with that being said, at that time, NC State's official colors were pink and blue. They were not changed to red and white until I want to say 95, 1895, I believe. With that being said, there's jerseys, NC State jerseys going around where the color scheme should be in theory. I know it was a different time. And, you know, back then, sometimes if you couldn't find a color, you just put on a brown little something, threw your numbers on there, kept it pushing. But I would love to see it. I would have loved to see it. We, we Grayson and I went on a hunt for it, and and it it is our uh, it is our Moby Dick. We just could not find it. We are both Captain Ahab, and we will never give up until we find that original jersey. Even if it's not pink and blue, we still want to see what it looks like. We Somebody has a picture somewhere. They if they you, have to. If you have a picture, send it to us on Twitter. L underscore Wolfpack. Paging Tim Peeler, the the NC State historian. I would imagine he probably has one somewhere. Come on, little Timmy. We need you. Show me what you got, Mr. Peeler. Show us what you got. So, yeah, I I, want to see the original jerseys. We're going to land this thing in just a second after a word from our sponsors. All right. This last piece here, I want to extend a hearty congratulations to Gino Groover, who was selected in the second round of the MLB draft just recently, uh, taking his talents out to the desert, selected by the Arizona Diamondbacks with pick 48. This is enormous accomplishment for Gino and also the NC State baseball program. We talked a lot about, you know, Terquavion Smith and the guys that went in the NFL draft. Now we have another uh, another pack pro from the, the baseball team, and it's so good for program representation. 
It's good for Gino, you know, his personal success paying off here. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's cashing in with quite the payday, uh, you know, the bonus that he'll be signing here in, in the such an early round here. But excellent accomplishment from Gino. Uh, very well deserved. And I also want to make note of uh, Landon Moraldis was drafted. This is a, a high school signee for NC State. He was drafted in the fourth round. Still remains up in the air if, on if, if he's going to make it to campus or not. I would imagine probably not uh, as the a fourth-round selection is a pretty big deal for a high school kid. Um, so I would imagine he will probably not make it to campus. Now I want to pivot one last time and make note that Alex Sosa, we've mentioned him before, a, uh, a very highly coveted catcher, announced just before we hit record here tonight on Monday that he will be coming to NC state, regardless on if he gets drafted in rounds 11 through 20. So that is, that's very notable. It's excellent to get his talents to Raleigh. And uh, we're also still going to have to wait on chance Mako and Brett banks to pitch two live pitching arms that we hope to get to Raleigh here uh, as well. I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm learning more about baseball by the day because of my wonderful co-host. I'm doing my best. But one thing that I do know, is like when if you're like 15 through 20, like rounds 15 through 20, my brethren, whatever deity you believe in, come on to college. Come on to college. You're you're gonna be stuck down there and at best double A ball for a few years. That's what they're expecting from you, at least. And um, you know, I I I'm not going to uh embellish here, but I think that you'd be clearing slightly above the median wage in America. Slightly. By the way, median is like a little over minimum wage, very minorly over minimum wage. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. You you'll be I doing mean, that and traveling to uh to play the Erie Sea Wolves. Is that what you really want with you for your life? And you got to look at you know the the first couple rounds in the MLB draft and how it went for all these college guys. You know they were typically the ones making the most money with their slot value uh, and their selections. If you're a guy like a Chance Mako or an Alex Sosa, I'm sure that's probably at the forefront of your brain at this yeah. point. You're, you're seeing the value of going to college, showing out, and then getting selected once you put that hard work in. You know, it pays off for a guy here like Gino Gruber. It paid off for guys just last year like a Josh Hood. It, there's so much value in coming to school and refining your talents uh, yeah. rather than, I guess, taking a, a big leap of faith uh, out of high school. You know, it works out for some, but... For most, I believe the best possible route is to go to school. That's course, good. Baseball, what you got? Oh, I was just going to say baseball isn't a sport where you burn the battery out the same way in football and, and basketball to where like, you know, those two to three years that you spend in college take such a toll on your body potentially that you come out a completely different player than what you would have been had you, you know, gone right away. It, it's just not that type of sport. If you can play baseball well, you can do it well into your 30s if you're one of the best guys to do it even if you're one of the best corners to ever do it you're the best receiver to ever do it. by the time you're in your 30s if you're not like a larry fitzgerald randy moss jerry rice type guy terrell owens you're you're probably going to be out the league so you know yeah, so we'll certainly be looking for more news on that front as the the last day of the mlb draft is today tuesday um uh, so a couple more names to keep your eye on there that's going to do it for us here on Tuesday. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in, giving us another listen. Uh, as always, drop us a like, drop us a comment. Let us know what you think are the best and worst NC State football uniforms in our history. 
Let us know what you think about the new uniforms, if you think that less is more, and any other comments and concerns. Let us know. We love to hear from y'all, whether it is in the YouTube comments or on Twitter. Anything you got, lay it on us. We will respond as always. Thank you so much for giving us another listen. And as always, go pack. Go pack.